Hello, good afternoon. Uh, you join me on a wonderful sunny Saturday, um, just 24 hours ahead of what would have been the last game of the Isthmian League season, uh, the playoff final, a game that we may or may not obviously have been involved in, a uh, question now that we'll, we'll never know the answer to. So instead of spending today prepping for that, um, I spent the morning editing uh, a little chat I had with Ira last week. Got about 25 minutes of that for you. Um, what did we speak about? We spoke about uh, the season gone. Plenty of topics from that, um, including obviously how it finished. Uh, looking ahead, what we can um, hope for in the future. Um, and asked Ira, checked on Ira how he's doing, how the situation's affected him with training, his business, his religion, all sorts. Um, delve pretty deep compared to what we uh, normally ask some of the lads about. And uh, hopefully it'll at least be 25 minutes entertainment for you uh, on uh, what could have been a fantastic weekend and instead uh, isn't. But before I uh, move on to that interview, a uh, couple of bits. Firstly, um, the Supporters Club have a GoFundMe page going for donations to try and uh, support the club during this time when obviously they've got costs that aren't being met with any sort of gate receipts, any bar take-ins, anything at the Seasider or... Um, in terms of venue hire for Byron Victor, anything really. Um, I can't imagine there's anything that the club have got coming in. But obviously, there are still outgoings. Uh, that has hit today £4,675. Um, and uh, I know they're very grateful. And it shows the level of support we have here. And uh, if you'd like to donate anything, anything however small that is to them, then uh, hit us up on any of the social media channels and we can send you in that direction. Uh, like I say, it's a testament to the support we've got that so much money has been raised. Um, I know the manager and his wife have both put into that and that'll help keep the club going for uh, throughout this period. And as I say, there's very little money coming in. Uh, who knows how long that's going to be. Uh, hopefully it won't be that long, but uh, obviously we can't play until things are safe to do so. And right now that seems an awful long way off. Secondly, um, we've been running a gold season competition on our Twitter at the moment. We're all 32 goals down to just four now. There's um, Chinny McKenzie's strike at Merstham, the uh, half volley. Lash past the keeper. Uh, Tyler Sterling's into the top corner against Carl Shorten. Uh, Irish free kick early on in the season against Leverhead. And Gerson's outside of the right boot, bent into the top corner effort away at Cray on the first week of the season. And they're all in the final. That'll go up at some point today or tomorrow. Last a week. Um, get over there, vote for that. 
share that as well for us, get as many people watching those goals and voting on it as possible. Uh, they're all goals that deserve your vote, but only one can uh, come out a winner on that. And I've also written the first part of um, what I plan to be a month-by-month -month review of the season, just pre-season for now, from uh, the point of uh, the media team and how things have gone for us over the course of the season, from where we started off back in the last season, filming little clips to stick on the Instagram, right up to where we are now with a podcast, uh, match highlights, etc., etc., and that includes digging out some uh, old photos out of the personal collection that uh, might be of interest. None of it might be of interest to anyone, but uh, there's not a lot going on, on the club website at the minute. So if that gives the club a few clicks and uh, gives some people something to read while they're uh, looking for something to do over this period, then uh, it's worth me getting a bit of pen to paper for. And as well as that, I might put together some videos and podcasts doing a month-by-month -month season review as well, uh, trying to get some of the players' perspectives, dig up some old audio, grab some new audio and video, and uh, go back over the season um, from the point of view, stick some of the players' thoughts and uh, feelings on it in uh, for the, both YouTube and this podcast and rattle them out. But um, the one thing we have got for now is that I've got a couple of lads that have kindly agreed to speak to us over the next few days. So uh, we'll speak to them either Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and we'll hopefully then get those up later in the week. But uh, for now, I'll uh, pass you over to Ira and myself to see what the club's top scorer had to say. Right. First of all, thank you to Ira for joining us uh, in a bit of a different circumstances today, doing something a little bit different. Uh, Ira, how you been? I've been good. Um, rest in recovering and then preparing for next season, really. Um, we'll take you back about 18 months to start with. Um, you come in from sitting born in, what was it, January of 2019. After, after, after you got into the team, you went on that little run of seven goals in 10 games and went into that summer then on a good run of form. Wasn't 100% sure you were going to be staying that summer, though. You did stay on. And um, what were you thinking then going into the new season? The main priority really was to win the league, like I said at the start of the season, um, and to have a good season. Good, good season contributing to the success of the team. And, um, yeah, so I just had to make sure that everything that I did in every game uh, led towards that and helped the team to achieve its goals and also through me achieving my personal goals, making sure the team could achieve its goals. And um, you start, didn't start the season in the team. You were coming off the bench every week. It goes Worthing, Potters Bar, Mercy, I mean, you're banging in the goals. You made it almost impossible for Cugley to leave you out then. Yeah, well, essentially that's my job as a forward. Um, if I'm not playing, I've got to come on off the bench and have an impact. So... In every game, there's there's no better way to have an impact than, for me as a forward, than scoring goals or assisting. So, um, with the limited time that I had, um, I just wanted to make sure that I was coming off the bench and actually scoring, or just yeah, putting that pressure on myself to make sure that games 
was seen out um, in the time that I was on the pitch and that I was contributing to that. So uh, when you started getting starts then, um, did you know you were the only only player in the uh, in the squad to play in every game this season? Yeah, I, I, I realised that stat about halfway through the season, yeah. Yeah. And towards the end, obviously as well, yeah. Yeah, just, just, I mean, you only had, you only had one minute in that uh, in the in the Bogdan Regis Velocity Trophy game, but that that kept that record up. Um, yeah, exactly. You went into uh, you did you did have a bit of an off spell. I've heard you talk about before. Um, you went you went for a bit of a, a gold drought at one point, but at about September time, uh, what did Cugley say to you then to get you through that? Yeah, so during that spell, I think it was six games I didn't score in, and for me. I've been through those spells before, but I hadn't been in them spells after I'd like been flying. So if I wasn't scoring, I wasn't scoring, but I'd been on good run of form, seven in seven, and then all of a sudden I'm not scoring at all. Um, so during that period, I was trying to keep the same mentality that I had at the start of the season, which is going to every game, go and score, go and have an impact on the game. And um, I think it was about the sixth game. Yeah, the sixth game. So before the seventh game, um, that Cugs called me and he just said, look, I'm not, I'm not going to drop you because I didn't sign you because you score 50 goals a season. I signed you because you create chances and you always look like you're going to score. So as long as you're enjoying your football and you continue to do that, I know the goals will come. And Edgy kind of said a similar thing as well. He said that um, I'm not the only person in the team. So if I don't score, I can't look at it and be like, oh, we've played bad. Like, Somebody else can score goals. Like there's other people in the team, as you've seen with Alfie Paxman, with Johan, with um, uh, Herdy, with Kieran McCann, with JV. Everybody can score goals. Jerson as well. Everyone can score. So it's just a case of um, spreading the load, kind of. But obviously, in that period of time, I would have loved to have been scoring every game still because I'd have at least come out here now with a, probably 35 goals or something like that. Did it help you a lot that a lot of the players, a lot of the other players were chipping in. It takes a bit of the pressure off you sometimes. Um, I wouldn't say it took the pressure off because I always kept the pressure on myself anyway. I, I expect to score. Whenever I go into a game, I expect to score because of the work I do during the week um, and because I know my ability as a player and because I know the team I'm playing in. They get me the ball a lot. So if I'm not scoring, it means it's not them that's the problem. It's, it's me. So I expect to score and, and the pressure is always going to be on. But I would say the fact that we were, in a sense, still winning some of those games or most of those games, um, and obviously we lost some of them, which were cup games. Um, but the fact that we were still managing to somehow get the result kind of sweetened it a little bit. But still, not, I, I wouldn't say I was happy during that period because me as a forward, I wasn't doing my job. So I wasn't happy at all. And the other players will tell you that. Cugs will tell you that I was those six or seven games I wasn't happy at all. Right, move, so moving on to later in the season, then um, when we when we hit 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 that run late on, we were still pushing Worthing, um, still in the cup competitions. How disappointed were you that it, it came to an end? In terms of the season, yeah, very disappointed because we didn't manage to achieve the goals that. We set out at the start of the season, uh, not necessarily through our own fault, but just due to this pandemic. So it was disappointing. But then again, um, I'm, I'm very reflective. So I just looked back on the season and thought, OK, well, that's a good season under our belt. 
Um, and if we win the two games, we're second in the league with three points behind. So um, we, we're close and we, we probably would have won it, um, if I'm honest. So I look, I look back on it and say, yeah, I was disappointed that it ended. But you have to look on the bright side and say, look, we've, we've had a good season. And um, it puts, puts every player in the club in a good stead for next season in terms of whatever they want to do pushing on. Yeah, obviously we did. Um, we 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 are not as well as having the the chance for promotion through playoffs or winning the league. Also, in a, we're in a cup semi final that obviously we won't get to we won't get to push on and see if we could have won that now. But um, regardless, there's not a lot you can do in this sort of situation, and quite a lot of people haven't been happy about it. But what's your opinion on on the way things have gone and how they finished? I'm of the opinion that. It doesn't matter what decision was made because someone's going to complain. Uh, but for me, and I would probably say for anybody else who's had a good season club-wise or player-wise, they would have wanted the season to end the way that, the way that it should have in terms of um, just looking at it in a way that suits everybody or waiting as long as it takes until we get to actually finish the season properly. Um, because yes, we would have had time off, but I still think most people would have probably want to come back unless it looked like we definitely weren't going to come back um, in the foreseeable future. So in terms of me as a footballer, thinking selfishly, I'd have loved to um, it have been us and Worthing that go up because if you, if you look at the two games that we had in hand, they're more than winnable. And if you look at our form in terms of during the season, if we played those two teams, if we, if we played this, the result based on the the last game we played those two teams it would have been six points anyway so um, it's important that we just look on the bright side and say yeah okay it's happened Um, probably not the best of ends to the season in terms of the way it was done uh, with the uncertainty and then the ultimate now we're just not going to come back and yeah but I would say as a person it was probably the best decision to make in terms of health reasons like looking back on it, obviously a lot of people, it's, it's, a lot of people seem to feel that maybe it's, uh, it's in a season that didn't happen effectively. Um, but obviously there is quite a lot that's happened this season. I mean, you, you can't take away the goals you scored, the things you've learned, you know, on and off the pitch. Um, we've seen an awful lot of stuff that we can be pleased with. The clubs coming on, the crowds have got bigger throughout the season, and. Hopefully that then builds us into an, another campaign where the lads and, and the manager and everyone else can maybe kick on and look to put things right, maybe. Um, I, I wouldn't say there's a point to prove in terms of, for us, I think um, Folkestone from now is building on what we've developed this season. Um, it's not necessarily that we have to go out and win the league or whatever. But I think because we had that expectation, people will then have that expectation of us. But um, I wouldn't say that Folkestone has a point to prove next season. I would just say carry on doing the same and and look to improve in areas where this season we may not have have done as well um, in terms of maybe little blips or drops in form and stuff like that. So I wouldn't say, no, we have a point to prove, but I would say that this is a good season to look at as a building season in terms of all the players, the management, to see, okay, with this squad of players, what can we what could we have achieved or what 
what was the potential outcomes that we could have had this season. And then if those players all improve by 10% the next season, how much better could we be as a team? So I would look at it that way rather than looking at it as we have a point to prove. I would just say um, if we have anything about us, we'll be looking to improve, which I know Cugs wants to do and I know all the players want to do as well. Right, look, looking back at um, one of the biggest games of the season, the uh, tri- trip to Worthing, uh, we went there, we were missing a few players and um, Cugs had managed to bring a couple of lads in to, to f- fill gaps. He brought Draycott back in and uh, he got Jordan Wright in to fill at left back with uh, Alfie suspended. Um, you snatched, snatched the goal late on to win it. How good did that feel? Um, a goal's a goal, really. Um, so obviously I enjoyed the feeling of scoring but I think it was made a little bit sweeter by the reception that I got from the Worthing fans because there were some of them that for some reason just just didn't fancy me so um, I know I'd played for the club before but it was about three years ago or four years ago now and I was I was young I hardly played I played like eight games or ten games towards the end of the season and uh, helped in the promotion push the same season that Folkson got promoted so I, I don't know why I got that reception, but um, that's the reason why I celebrated the way that I did in terms of just like, kind of telling people to calm down. Like, it's, not, it's nothing personal. This is just a football match in a sense. So um, that was the only, probably the sweetness of it that we managed to close the gap on them, get the win, and also on a personal level, the fact that, um, that my football spoke for itself. Maybe that reception was down a bit, uh, a bit, bit, maybe a bit of respect. Maybe they feared you a bit. Obviously, knowing that you were our top scorer, and um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that was it. Could have been for me. I, I didn't really pay attention to it until I scored because I was, I was hearing loads of stuff, but I wasn't really taking it in. But um, until I scored, that was when it was almost like the game's over now. Like you're not coming back from this. So. It was kind of a little release, like, okay, we, this is this was a big moment. I knew I'd probably only get one chance um, because it was such a tight game. Uh, and I knew that if I stayed focused, that I would score the chance that, that came. So, yeah, like I say, they some call it respect. Um, I, I didn't really care at the time until I'd scored because <laughs> I just wanted to show, look, we are the best team in the league. Um, we won. And there's not really much that any fan can do about it because they're not on the pitch. Obviously, that that game was quite it was a big game, a lot of te- a lot of tension maybe in it. The biggest crowd we played in front of all season. Um, bit disappointing then when things ended that we didn't really get that that chance to put a crowd like that at home because we didn't get that we didn't get that run in or get that playoff game where you know we could have had fifteen hundred two thousand down at the Bill Kent and and really. Add, add, add something that we've sort of been looking forward to as a potential all season yeah I think it's disappointing in that respect but I still think if we if this lockdown wouldn't have happened our last home game would have been the big game that, that got us the title in a sense so I think we would have had that crowd had this lockdown not happened um, because I don't know people may call it me being overconfident in the team that we have but I'm a very strong believer in the, the great balance that Cugs put together of youth and experience. There's a lot of players that have been here and done this before. And then there's a lot of younger players who 
who are fresh, ready to go and, and, and wanting to actually prove a point. Um, and then you've got players that are coming down from higher levels who want to go back up. So we have the perfect balance in that team uh, to go on and win the title because we have a team rather than like other teams who have a, a lot of good players, but they don't have a good team. Yeah, that's one thing that we've had over the last few years is is a team that stayed together. Cugley's kept the kept a lot of the squad quite um, quite stable through the last few years. Obviously, we see a lot of clubs announcing signings all the time, and we don't get to do so much of that. But that's probably to our benefit. Often, you know, we've got a lot of players that, that know the club inside out, know the fans, know what know what's expected of them, know their manager, and uh, hopefully. That that will remain the same throughout this period. If and if uh, anything changes, it'll only be for the better. Yeah, I and that was one of the biggest things that attracted me to Folkestone because I had um, other clubs interested before I signed for Folkestone, but they would have just been moves. They wouldn't have been um, somewhere where I could be stable, get games, and really push on with my football career. So. When I looked at Folkestone and when Cug spoke to me, it was quite easy for me to go, well, I know this is a club that if I perform, I could be here for a good amount of time before I move on. So, Because I'd seen players like Johan, I'd seen players like um, Draycott had been there for years, Matt Newman's been there for years, um, Mev's been there for years, JV's been there for years, and it just showed that there's a club, even Blanksy as well, um, it shows that it's a club where people can get their feet under the table and start to build their football. Um, so yeah, that's that's why that's one of the biggest reasons why I came to Folkestone. Right, away from football now. Um, you're obviously quite a religious man. Um, this this situation, how has that like affected that for you in terms of maybe like with churches not being open or something like that? Has has that has that had an effect on your life? Um, not really, no, because obviously everything's on the internet, so. <laughs> church hasn't stopped the church building is closed but the church is still wide awake so um my my um my faith is still strong um probably improving even more now that i've got more time with a lot of things finishing um in my life so yeah like i say the church is closed in terms of the church building but the church was never meant to be just for a building anyway it's meant to be life it's meant to be everywhere so the greatest thing about having social media and technology is the fact that the message of Christ can be shared throughout the world without someone having to walk into a church building. So in this lockdown, it's ideal um, that the message of Christ gets shared to the whole world, just like the Great Commission is. So, yeah. And um, obviously that that faith, you, you've spoken with, we've seen you speak quite a bit about it in terms of helping you uh, on the football field. Yeah, it's, it's very helpful. It's, it's the foundation of my football in terms of um, I've trained hard for the last 19 years. I've been training every day football-wise, but um, I wouldn't have had this ability if I didn't have the faith that I have along with the work ethic because it's all well and good you having the faith, but if you don't work hard, it's pointless. So um, the faith is just something that adds... That bit extra gives me direction, um, and also gives me a purpose to what I'm doing because I'm not just I'm not just in football to become famous and become a footballer, but I'm in football to 
gain influence to help people become better people and to know Christ. So um, this isn't just a game to me. Um, this is a career. Um, this is something that I want to do to influence people and, and show people how your life can live if you have the right direction, you have the right guidance, and um, you have Christ in your life. So that's the reason why I behave the way I behave on the pitch, off the pitch, um, and, and say what I say with, without having to think twice about it because um, I have such a strong relationship with God and it's, my faith filters into every single aspect of my life including football, including my degree, uh, my business, everything. So, yeah. Uh, you, men- you mentioned your training there. How, how, how has that been affected at the moment? Because obviously you can still do certain bits, but in terms of like ball work and stuff, you can only do little bits on your own rather than, you know, you haven't got a goalkeeper to take shots at or anything. Yeah, well, for the last, yeah, for the last couple of years, I haven't had a goalkeeper anywhere. I've been doing individual training since I left well, before Dover and then since I left Dover, I've been doing like one-on-one training or just personal training by myself anyway. So now this period of time is, is has been to heal up on injuries or knocks or whatever, but then also to be able to build strength for the, the future in terms of next season. Can I be fitter next season? Can I be stronger next season? Uh, can I be technically better? Can I analyze the games that I've played in or the highlights that I've watched, see where I can improve, things like that. Um, it's, in, it's important It's important that um, during this period of time I try to better myself. So that's what I'm kind of using it for. Not always like going out every day and doing like 25K runs or whatever, but just making sure that I improve on aspects that may not have been at their best last season. And uh, you obviously got you got your business as well. How how's that been affected? Um, it's been affected to an extent. Some of our products we can't sell um, due to getting suppliers and stuff like that. Um, some of them are shut down. But to be fair, the majority of our products are fine. So we're we're still up and running. We're still selling. We're still making sure that we're having an impact with uh, the message that we bring with every piece of merch. So yeah, like I say. We've, we've probably benefited more from this period of time because people have a lot more disposable income to be able to purchase um, stuff like this. And also, a lot more people are sitting down and with their life and reflecting on it. And the message that we bring and the hope that we bring through Christ and through our merchandise um, is able to resonate with people a lot more, especially in this period, because that everybody's like, trying to figure out and trying to get answers for life. So kind of our business is, is thriving uh, in this period of time more than it would or more than it had just before the lockdown. And um, com- coming out the other side of this, then, what are you hoping for both on and off the field? Um, just to become a better man, a better business person, a better footballer, um, a better child of God, really. I just, I just want to improve. Um, as, a, as an individual, so every aspect of my life, I want to make sure that it's got better in this period of time, not got worse or not stayed stagnant. Um, I think this is a great moment in time for us as individuals to sit down and really look at our life, reflect and, and see if there's anything that's in our life that we could be improving in this time or is this time a time where we need to rest, like finding out and discerning what this time is for for us as an individual 
rather than trying to keep up with societal norms of um, starting a new business or learning a new skill. But if this period of time is for you to rest because you've been working hell for leather all the way up until um, quarantine started or the lockdown started, then you need to rest. So you can't, you can't um, let your change or let this period of time be affected by what other people are telling you to do. You need to find out for yourself what am I supposed to do in this period of time to be better as an individual, as an employee or as an employer or as a father or son or whatever it is, you need to find out in this period of time, how can I best use that time to improve that aspect of my life? Because then when you come out of the lockdown, um, not only will you be refreshed, but you'll be a better person going into the world again, rather than like you've just done business as usual, sat down and watched Netflix all day, and you've not really improved any aspects of your life. You've not really rested if you needed to rest. Or, like, yeah, you've just got to be smart and discern the time and the season that this is. Right. And um, right, right now, we're running our goal of the season um, competition. Um, what's your favourite goal from this season? Um, my favourite goal is probably always the last goal. I would say the next goal, but I don't know when that's going to be. So, yeah, my my last goal is probably my favourite. Um, that's the most recent one. Um, and it just shows my consistency during the season, really, for me personally. But as a team, I've got probably three favourites. Uh, Chinny's one against um, Mercia. Sam Hassler's against Whitstable. And then Gerson's against Cray. So they're probably my top three outside of myself. Yeah, all three of them were were absolute bangers. Tyler against Carl Shorten as well. So that's there's my top four. Yeah, uh, that one was. Uh, yeah, we scored an awful lot of good goals this season. Yeah, we did. Yeah, put, putting them together was a bit of a pleasure. Looking back at some of the ones I've even even some of the ones I'd forgotten. Some of the counter-attacking ones we pl- we did earlier in the season. Some of the play between you and Jerson and and other stuff. Um, have you got a favourite favourite Performance from the season and uh, a favourite game? Um, Worthing, probably. Not not because of like we played really great, but um, I just think it was a very big game and we rose to the occasion. Um, yeah, and on a, on a personal level, it was good that I was the one that managed to to get us that win and show up in that big moment. So yeah, I'd probably say that game. Yeah, um, tell you all yeah. the lads enjoyed it as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, I'm going to let you go then, Ira. So, um, cheers for joining us. No worries. And hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Right, so that was all from Ira. Um, hopefully that was informative and enjoyable to listen to. And uh, if you uh, did, did enjoy it, uh, feel free to uh, subscribe. And then uh, when we've got those next ones up, they should drop straight into your uh, into your inbox. Uh, I think we're up on Acast, Spotify, iTunes for now. We've knocked SoundCloud on the head. We've reached our uh, limit there. But those three, um, get in touch if you listen to your podcast anywhere else. Um, I hope it's easier for you than wherever, obviously, you're listening to this one on. And we can uh, probably stick it up on there for you as well. And uh, if you've got any friends or family, 
who've got nothing better to do than to sit here and listen to me chat to some of the players, uh, then let them know about it. Um, obviously, not everyone that goes down to the ground every other Saturday will uh, you use social media, but maybe it'll be of interest to them. And the more people listen to it, the more it helps us. And uh, obviously, if uh, no one really wants to listen to it, then there's not much point doing it. But uh, we hope you do. And for now, I'm going to leave you with that. And uh, stay safe. And hopefully see you all soon.